Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1845. Do you have a to-don't list? You should, and here's why. By Len Massicott of freetopursue.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you every single day of the year, with permission from the authors. Kind of like an audiobook, but kind of not. Hope you find it better than an audiobook. That'd be a huge compliment. Anyway, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Do you have a to-don't list? You should, and here's why, by Len Massicott of freetopursue.com. We lead busy lives. We need to go to places, get things, leave things, send things, receive things. You get my drift. There are only so many hours in the day that we can devote to getting things done, and we try to organize ourselves to work as efficiently as possible to cram as much as possible into every single day. Many of us feel we'd be lost without our calendar, reminders, task lists, alarms, and sticky notes. What about your to-don't list? Do you have one of those? I found that most of us have one, we just don't want to acknowledge it. Passively, our to-don't list is all the stuff that's always on the list but that we never get to. We mean to get it done, but we show no commitment or time investment to actually do it. There's a lot of emotional baggage attached to items on a passive to-don't list, which I'm finding as I work through my second month of decluttering. There's guilt, disappointment, regret, possibly even anger and frustration. Why do we do this to ourselves? Getting rid of stuff that clutters our homes is liberating. It feels like a weight off our shoulders to get rid of junk, old clothing, electronics, and kitchenware that we don't use anymore. So why don't we do that with shoulds, woulds, and coulds? I've recently started using a real, in writing, to don't list, and I like it. I've written down things I will not get done, and it feels great. I'm finally getting to terms with things that I just will not get around to doing because I don't care enough about them. There's no point in dragging them with me for weeks, months, or even years. They're not going to happen, and I just need to get over it. What's been on my list lately? Here's a sample. Keeping up with the dozen email subscriptions I felt I should be reading over the last year, but wasn't. I'm now unsubscribed and have deleted past emails. Meaning to mend two pairs of pants for about two years. I obviously don't like them. I'm not doing it, so I donated them. Collaborating on a project with two colleagues that I realized I don't want to participate in. I contacted them and let them know it was just not for me. Keeping a small cross-stitch project that is half-finished that I know I won't complete. It's been one of two projects I've kept around for almost 20 years. Sheesh. 
For regular readers, it's not the same one as I mentioned in my bucket list. That's one I did complete. Keeping a book I'm halfway through and have been halfway through for over a year. I'm donating it and getting rid of the feeling I should keep reading right along with it. I'm an avid reader and I should really worry about books I actually want to read. And meaning to use new recipes I found in a half dozen cookbooks over the last decade. I obviously don't want to devote the time to these particular recipes since I've looked up, made, and enjoyed many other ones during this time. I've removed the sticky notes and donated the cookbooks. What's common to these is that this list is full of good intentions. And that's all they are, intentions. These intentions are sucking energy out of me by remaining intentions, and when I really think about them, I know that I don't care enough about them to follow through. So why allow them to suck up any of my mental energy? I'm much better off choosing to do away with the time I spend thinking about them. By doing that, I'm giving myself permission to think about and do other things that, for now, I find more valuable. I get that this is a hard thing to do. It means letting go of something we were or that we want to be or feel. There's an emotional connection with our intentions that can be difficult to sever. That's why it's important to realize that we are shackling ourselves with the thought of alternate actions and states that just aren't aligned with who we are, at least for the time being. Things can always change and we can always come back to the activity and things that we actively chose not to pursue, though maybe in a different form. By adding it to the to-don't list, We're not closing the door forever. We're simply allowing ourselves to be focused on what we really do want in the present and use our time and energy for those things. That focus increases our likelihood of success as opposed to diluting our time and attention on what won't matter in the long run. So far, nothing that has made a to-don't list has ever come back to haunt me, despite the fact that it often means I get rid of physical things in the process. Of course, the better I get at this activity, the more likely it is to happen, but that's a risk I'm willing to take given the reduction in wasted time and stress I experience. The upside of having less to worry about and less clutter in my mind and in my life is much more valuable. I hope I keep getting better at working on my to-don't list. I find I'm happier and more focused the longer it gets. You just listened to the post titled, Do You Have a To-Don't List? You should. And here's why, by Len Massicott of freetopursue.com. A great article today, the way she described getting rid of stuff that clutters our home felt exactly like a conversation I had a couple of weeks ago as I was getting rid of some really old stuff. I distinctly remember saying that it felt like a weight off my shoulders, which is what she said word for word. And something I also said was that it felt cleansing. I don't know, maybe it's a personality thing, but I really do believe that it's cathartic and should be done more often. We hear a bunch of blog posts about minimalism, tidying up, decluttering, whatever you wanna call it. And sometimes it's nice to listen to, but if you really take some time to do it, just one space or one drawer even at a time, it can make a huge difference. Again, like yesterday, another something you can try for the new year, but no reason to wait, start now if you can. I'll be here supporting you and reading to you as usual, so have a great rest of your day, and I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.